You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host, Silver Fox advisor, and the founder of One Best Consult. Welcome to today's show. Hope you, your business, your family are safe. We've had a lot of bad weather around the country this spring, and it's amazing the kind of things that happen and the challenges. Uh, crisis management, something we're going to be talking with uh, with our guest today, Mr. Hank Moore, later in the show. But I hope everyone is faring well and getting back on their feet if the floods or other storms knocked you down a bit. Well, this is the place you come in Montgomery County, in fact, throughout the United States, and we even have listeners around the world now to listen to the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be part of a conversation, we hope, that can make a real difference in your business. Now, the show is sponsored by One Best Consult. That's the organization uh, website that I founded, and I encourage you to visit. That's one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. Go to the website. Lots of great information available to you. We post podcasts of this show, of course, but we have video cast of various types uh, there, information. You can sign up to receive our free newsletter and also to connect with your peers so that when you have a business challenge, you can connect with others and ask them what they think about what your challenge is. So I encourage you, visit one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com and see how we work with our clients remotely effectively and efficiently helping them meet their business challenges. And I want to make a reminder, uh, put a reminder out there to you as well. The show is being broadcast live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour page, and you can click on and see the video cast live if you're so inclined to do so. Also, a final reminder before we get started, if you've got a question uh, during the show or even after the show, comment about the show, anything about your business, just send me a quick email at onebestconsult at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. I appreciate the inquiries, any type of inquiry, even again, about your own business. I try to give you a succinct answer or guide you or point you in the direction that you need to go. So at this point, it gets real easy. I just encourage you, sit back, grab your pad and pencil or a pen if you're inclined, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. We're going to start the show off, as I alluded to earlier, with a very, very special guest, uh, Mr. Hank Morris joining us today. Hank is one of the uh, leading experts, in my opinion, business experts uh, in the world today, uh, in line with the great Peter Drucker, Tom Peters, Stephen Covey, and Edward Deming. All those people, you should most likely know their names, great business leaders, great business thought leaders. Uh, Drucker termed Hank Morris' business tree, which is one of Hank's original ideas about the original business model of the past 50 years. Mr. Drucker called it the most original business model of the past 50 years. The business tree is his trademark approach to growing, strengthening, and evolving businesses while mastering change. And boy, we all know what change is about because it's all around us every day. So Hank, I can't thank you enough for coming and visiting with us today. Welcome to the Weekly Business Hour. Glad to be back. 
Well, you know, the thing about it, I, really we're going to have this soup to nuts conversation, and our listeners, regular listeners, know what that means. That means we start in the beginning, and we go all the th- way through a topic or a conversation. And our conversation, ladies and gentlemen, is going to kind of focus on two books that Hank has uh, released, The Big Picture of Business. Uh, they're available in two volume sets. You can find them on Amazon and different places. Wonderful, wonderful books. I encourage you to read them. They've got great information. They've got guidance. They're really, Hank, right? Like a reference set. They are. They're they're an encyclopedic set. There's going to be five of them all together. Yeah, you and I were just talking about that. That's amazing. Like you said, you started out with two and just information and guidance out there. So I encourage every small business owner, everyone who's listening, take a look at these books. I think they can help you run, meet the challenges of your business in a much better way. Well, Hank, Currently, what are you involved in? You're always involved in some of the most interesting things. What are you up to right now? Helping people to uh, rekindle the uh, uh, excitement of their business. You know, when I, I go in and people go, oh, you, you've worked with all these great big corporations. Yes, I have. Marriott, Disney, AT&T, Texaco, uh, lots of those guys. And they say, small business in my opinion, is just wonderful. Small business people are the backbone of our society. 99.7 of all business starts. They have a higher staying in business rate. And one of the things I'm kind of re-anchoring doing after having spent the last 20 years at the corporate level, uh, I do independent performance reviews of small business. Just charge them a nominal amount of money to get the kind of perspective that they're not going to get from a niche provider. Uh, one of, and, and what, what my role is and has been for a long time is to be the objective second, maybe third opinion to help them put into better perspective the things their niche consultants are giving them. I find myself a lot of times selling the worth of training, technology, branding, you know, because people who were busy doing those services can't sell the worth of what they're doing to management. Of course, what I try to make sure that management that I'm advising does is have their own strategic plan, have strategies that become the umbrella. So uh, it's it's variations of what I've been doing for 50 years, but we've got, you know, five generations in the workforce right now. And the younger folks are so eager to learn, so wonderful at not making the mistakes of the past. So it's not to go around pointing fingers that so-and-so did this wrong and bad and mean. And that's not, that's not it. It's to give people extra perspective than they're getting. So I'm, I'm kind of rededicating myself to small business, have been over the last five years, you know, and then I have my second series that I that we talked about the last three times I was on the show, my Legends uh, series. Point being, you can't live in the past, but you can learn from it. And given new coats of paint, the strategies of the old masters with your coat of paint become your next strategy. So that's that's kind of the excitement of of uh, and and I see so many wonderful. Uh, small businesses that are, yeah, they're struggling, 
but they need permission to really succeed and really try something different. And I try to give it to them. Well, you know, one of the things that's interesting, in fact, it's a subtitle of your second book in the series, the Big Picture Business Series, uh, Doing Business in a Distracted World. And I think you probably get 100% agreement or close to it yeah. that we live in a distracted world with technology and things. One of the things I, when I thought about talking to you today and I read through this book is what are your thoughts in general of doing business in the distracted world? As a small business, what do I need to be aware of? Um, everything that could happen if you weren't distracted. It's not enough to say to someone, just say no to distractions. You know, there was a time that uh, we had 900 distractions a day. And in today's fast-paced world, we've got about 1,600. And those of us that are more enlightened, more involved, more sensitive to things get up to 3,000 distractions a day. So it's not enough to just say, turn the phone off, don't listen to the garbage that you hear on the internet. You have to rethink what people who were starting with a fresh piece of paper were, were thinking about their business. You know, like, like we do. I mean, I've been involved in 400 strategic plans. One of the first things I ask them to do is, who do you not want as your client? Who do you not want as your market niche? Because that's going to be a bigger source of distractions. So it's not just enough to tell people, stop being distracted. It's how to think outside the box, how to put it into action and move forward. Now, the distractions are going to be everywhere. Then you get into the levels of distractions that we all create for ourselves. We have to be very realistic that we sometimes create our own distractions. Uh, the compatible chapter in that book is about rabbit holes, how we all crawl into those rabbit holes chasing business, and then it negatively impacts our ability to handle the business that we get. So everything has to be thought of in perspective, and it's how you shuffle those distractions, how you avoid some of the rabbit holes, and how you, you actually come up with some new creative ideas. They're in there. They're like diamonds in the rough. Well, and that's, let's talk about that. Uh, one of the things I think you're really good at in conversations, and I've read your books, is uh, teaching, if you will, leading as well, people to manage change. Give us some thoughts on managing change in our businesses. Well, research tells us that change is 90% positive, so why do people fight something that's in their best interest? Research also tells us that the average person and the average company change at the rate of 71% per year, most often because of distractions and going down the wrong rabbit holes, they become victims of other people's change. Um, another, another statistic, a, a chapter in that book where we talk about failure, I call it the fine art of failure. You know, research tells us we learn three times more from failure than we do from success. And what we learn from what we did wrong, more importantly, what we learn that our competitors did wrong becomes our next great success. So again, it's just, it's it's being honest that we're human, we make mistakes. Uh, being human is to fight change. Uh, 
why, I don't know. But, I mean, 90% is a st good statistic of how it can work in your, your best benefit. So that's where the leadership comes in. That's where the planning comes in, is how to make the change work in your favor and, more importantly, in favor of your customers and their customers. And then you get into that whole stakeholder network. There are people out there that can really help people if they let them. Plenty of people that could hurt you, but it's how to navigate through the distractions to, to find levels of support. And one of the best ways of doing that is to reach out and help other people first. I mean, we are in a community of giving, of sharing. That's what I talked about the last time I was on the show when my book, Nonprofit Legends, uh, came out. That was my second Pulitzer Prize nominee uh, book. Uh, the current one is, is my third one, Big Picture Business. And, you know, people want to give, they want to care, they want to share, but let's face that. None of us are in business to give all of our time away to charity, to give all of our uh, money away, but when we do, we want to make it count. And that was part of what that book was about, uh, cause-related marketing. I have a chapter in here uh, in this series, The Business Leader as Community Leader. And that's one of the things that I learned from knowing a lot of the legends of business was they cared about each other, they helped promote each other's business, and everybody prospered. That's where we want to get back to. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me because I think there is a tendency, and, 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 I, and I agree with you, I don't know why people shy away from change. Uh, and when you provide a statistic, which I had not heard before, like you said, of the just the high rate of success from change of what it really will make your business better. Um, but that's where a plan comes in, right? If, I have, if I'm willing to do the plan and then commit to follow it, maybe it psychologically helps me over the hump of being fearful of change. Uh, mm -hmm. But let me ask you one of the things. We've got about a minute or so left in this segment. People tend to shrink back into, into niches. And, and operate their business in a, in a smaller and smaller niche, shying away from change, challenges, and whatnot. Speak to that, if you will, about what the dangers of being, putting your business in such a small niche. Number one, whatever core business, your business, that's branch one on my business tree, where you start out as, because of change, you're never going to stay in that niche. Your marketplace is always going to change. And if you're really smart, you'll change and lead the marketplace. You'll go after internet business, uh, international business, on and on and on and on. And, and the other problem with the niches is, is the niche uh, consultants will only sell to the client organizations what they have to sell. That's a vendor mentality. Vendor, in my world, is a dirty word. Uh, we want to be thought of as providing uh, solutions for problems and, more importantly, how to help the client evade the next level of problems before they happen. Uh, one of the topics that I also talk about and write about is crisis management and preparedness. Research tells us that 85% of the time, if you think through the crisis, if you plan for the eventuality of that crisis happening, then you'll avoid it. 
And that's what you're trying to do, is to avoid the trouble so you can stay focused. And, and, the, and then just the last part of that is, is understanding that the niches are important, but you don't want to sink into a false sense of, of understanding. You know, salespeople and marketing people see each other's as competitive niches. They're not. They're all under the greater umbrella of business development, which is under the even greater umbrella of the big picture of business. Same thing over on branch four. You know, HR people are not the enemy. Training people are not the only solution. They need to see each other as best. And so that's what I'm uh, hoping to accomplish with, with this series is to put, you know, 120 chapters of the best business outlook material available that's not in the niche books. Well, you know, I can appreciate that. It's very interesting. And I think that the comments you've made about niche is very important for people to hear. But crisis management, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, I want to yeah. take our next segment and really talk about crisis management because mm-hmm. often they just sink a small business. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us and we'll be right back with you. Business Talk on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Not sure. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the weekly business hour on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host, and we're having a soup to nuts conversation concerning the big picture of business with Hank Moore. Thank you for being with us. And remember, your company can sponsor the Weekly Business Hour. It's real simple. Just drop me an email at one, that's the number one best consult, at gmail.com. Well, Hank, when we went to break, we just barely touched on crisis management. Well, what an important topic. I have been called in to consult with people who are in crisis. And crisis, the statistics in the Small Business Administration bear it out. They many times will sink a small business for various reasons. So let's address crisis management. I mean, let's talk about what causes crisis in business. Start there. Uh, 
living in in la la land thinking that the crisis is never going to beset you uh looking at other people's crisis and then thinking well i dodged the bullet but a crisis for a small business is not the same thing as a crisis uh you know it's not a plane hitting a building it, it's it's it could be the downstream effect of um, look at all those businesses on the ship channel right now and the restaurants and the retail and they were all basically put out of business because of someone else's crisis uh, a crisis in a small business could be a a sexual harassment lawsuit more commonly for a small business is two of their customers merge and they've suddenly lost opportunities that they then need to. Uh, a few years ago, I, I was uh, speaking on the subject of crisis management, and I had given examples that I'd been involved in with uh, uh, the biggest name crisis that I was ever involved in advising the client through was uh, Tylenol back in the 80s. And people would say, gee, I'd love to know what they talk about when the crisis hits, what we talked about was how we were going to pull the plan that we had already developed off the shelf and make it happen. And a, a crisis plan can be part of a strategic plan. That would be the first soup to nuts takeaway today is that everybody listening decides they're going to develop a plan of action for their company. Looking at Branch one, core business. Branch two, running the business. Branch three, financial. Branch four, people. Branch five, business development. If they look at those five parts of the business tree, then they predict a crisis in each of those five areas that could happen. Then what they're really doing is category six and seven on the business tree. Trunk of the tree, which is understanding the relationship of all the parts to each other. And then roots of the tree. Where are they going? How are they going to get there? Anyway, I was up in uh, the Midwest, and, and I was speaking at an agricultural uh, conference, and, and these, these farmers came to me, and they said, we're mad because the California cows have stolen our business, and we want to develop an angry keep the cows in Wisconsin campaign. They thought a branding solution was the one and only that they could do. And I said, no. For one thing, you don't want to be negative and angry. For another thing, you don't want to attack the California uh, Farm Bureau for being creative and developing business. You need to make the Wisconsin brand famous worldwide. And you want to use the, the burgeoning internet as a way to market your products and services worldwide. That's what they did. Now, did they do it because somebody from the outside said, you guys need to get your act together? No. I cited precedent. I learned from my friends who were uh, lawyers, always set precedent and cite what someone else did creatively. The reason I tell my case studies to other groups is that they'll learn not to make the other mistake thus avoiding the crisis, thus creating the new opportunity. And uh, um, that just gave me an idea for another chapter in one of those future books, The New Opportunity. All it comes from doing is looking at the things you did before successfully 
at the things you might have done. Uh, one of the questions that I ask businesses when I go in and do these small business institutional reviews is usually knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently and how would you have done it? And that's a, you know, it's, it's a simple thing to look at. You know, the answers to success in business are right in front of all of us, but we just kind of need to shift our focus here and there and maybe talk to more people. You know, consultants don't have all the answers. People working in the organization. I love to go in and I'll be brought in as the so-called expert, but I love saying, you like that idea that I just gave you? Uh, she gave it to you, that lady across the room. You got some wise people on your staff, and they don't even know how wise they are. So that's the new opportunity. The new idea is is simply looking at what you've got and, and respecting more what you have to work with. Well, and that's something I would call like playing to your strengths, and be sure you inventory, if yeah. you will, the strengths that are within your own business and within yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, how may a, a business crisis be averted in the future? I mean, planning, is that the key? Is what Gotta you be, to gotta be, to? yeah. I mean, research tells us most of these statistics that I'm using are from Harvard Business School. Um, only 2% of the businesses in America have a plan of any kind. Is it any wonder that the others fail? So the the secret is to do a plan this year. It could be a two-page plan. Then you turn around and share it with your stakeholders. That's your, your category six, people in your world and outside of your orbit who could help you. And then you you get very strategic about what were those mistakes we made and what could we really have done differently? And it's amazing when you give people an, an opportunity to uh, think, strategize, then they get into the habit of doing that the second year and the third year. Strategic planning is not something you just stick on a shelf and forget about. Uh, you update it every year. Well, and, and obviously that makes a lot of sense. And if I'm in a small business and I have 10, 15, 20 employees, 50 employees, and their involvement, if I can involve certain ones and then spread it to the rest, then I'm drawing on that strength of my employees, which is a win-win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're it's training. I mean, basically you're training people to think a little bit different and right? The end result is going to offer more. Tells us, research tells us the average, the, the American workforce needs three times the amount of training than we're presently getting in order to even be competitive, much less to move forward. Training defined as not just roles and skills, but as thinking, strategizing. Um, We've got so many great people out there in the workforce that want to do a little more. When I go in and talk to CEOs and I say, what do you think are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? Often what they're seeing as a threat or a weakness is a strength. Oh, well, we have all these people working for us, and they're so headstrong, they've got all these ideas. And I go, that's not a bad thing. You need to bottle that. That's, those people are your heir apparent to your future. 
And so, you know, you're trying to avoid the next crisis. There's always going to be one. I'm already predicting the next recession, five years. What's going to stave it off is small business. It's going to be staved off because small businesses, kind of everyone who works in the company has to count. Every strategy has to be at least tried, then measured, and then improved upon, whereas some of the bigger companies are a little less reluctant to do all of that. Well, there's no doubt it's hard to turn a bigger ship, and I agree with you. Small businesses right now have got a lot of room to run and grow, in my opinion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're to the end of our time today with Tank. He'll be back uh, next week and in the following week. Got a three-part series on Soup to Nuts conversation about the big picture. Hank, if someone wanted to reach out to you or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, well, my, my website is uh, hankmore.com. Uh, they can send emails. Uh, they can contact me at hmore at silverfox.org. And uh, there's a wealth of other people that can be uh, contacted through Silver Foxes. Um, you know, people get their business advice from a variety of sources, sometimes right, sometimes wrong. There's no substitute for having a good mentor, a good senior advisor, not a vendor, not somebody that you kind of sort of heard said something once upon a time. Um, you know, you need someone to help guide you through. Then you need these folks uh, want to trust their own judgment. People are bigger picture acting and behaving than they think they are. But, you know, there's just so much great opportunity out there. It's just thinking a little bigger and a little broader and bringing in the people to help you accomplish your dream. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, my little moniker is uh, common sense business experience. That's what I bring to you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll stick with us. We're going to go to that break. But remember, in the second half of the show, we'll first recap our conversation with Hank today. And then in our Did You Know segment, I'll review some key reasons to use processes and systems in your business. And we'll close out as we do every week with the One Best Consultant Tip of the Week entitled this week, Three Keys to Leading Your Business. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Join us on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. 
Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at ourlonestar.com. You go to ourlonestar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm also a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of One Best Consult. And welcome back. This is the third segment of our show today. And a reminder to you that if you want to re-listen to the show or you have someone you'd like to share it with, we have video cast, podcast posted all over social media. In particular, you can go to the website, the number one, Best Consult, onebestconsult.com, or you can go to Lone Star Community Radio. Those websites have the the uh, video cast. It'll be available on Wednesday following the show. Well, thank you again to our show sponsor, onebestconsult.com. If you're interested in being a sponsor, again, I mentioned it in the first half of the show, just reach out to me via email at onebestconsult at gmail.com. My name's Rick Schistler, and I'd be glad to help you sign up to be one of our sponsors. Well, let's take a quick recap of our visit with Hank Moore. Uh, I hope you caught the entire conversation we had, soup to nuts, the big picture. Uh, One of the things that I talk to my clients about, in fact, each and every client I have, is keeping an eye on the big picture. So often in small business particularly, we roll up our sleeves, we come to work every day, we're prepared to meet the challenges of that day and we don't take the time or make any effort really to sit back and look at the big picture. And this, in my opinion, is one of the most, if not the most limiting factor to any small business is the fact that you don't consider or take a regular view at the big picture of business. Uh, We're gonna continue the conversation uh, with Hank in the next two weeks, and I hope you'll tune in and listen to those, or if you miss them, pick up the video cast or podcast on social media. Because Hank's books, The Big Picture of Business, the first two volumes, have just tremendous amount of information. You can put them on the shelf. As Hank likes to say, they're an encyclopedia. You can refer to them. When you're in certain situations, you can see what others have done. There are great case studies in them. There's checklists. There's all kinds of information. It's a great educational tool. The other thing we talked about with Hank that really resonated with me was be careful about putting yourself in a niche. You know, one of the things I've heard over the past five years or so from marketing people is to find your niche, find your niche. Okay, so everybody's looking for their niche in the marketplace. But what concerns me and what Hank spoke to is you get in a niche and then you kind of withdraw because the world is uh, so challenging or you find it hard to hire people or your lack of money. And so you just kind of whittle your business down. I mean, it's like whittling with a knife. You take that piece of wood, your business, and you just whittle it down until you're in such a small niche that your business is put in danger. 
And the smaller you get, as far as the niche is concerned, the more danger. You've got to keep your head up. You've got to look at the big picture. You've got to look at ways to grow your business. Yes, it's good to find the niche in general, but then you have to expand. You have to start small, right? You're in small business, but grow your business. Expand the niche that you control, command in your business. And last but not least, crisis. Uh, every small business is going to face crisis. I've met some business people think they meet, they face a crisis every day, uh, but there's a definition of crisis. So some small, some large, but you can't have that attitude because every day is not a crisis. If it is, you're probably in the wrong place, wrong business. Uh, don't know what the answer to that question is, but I've seen it often. But the point is about crisis management. It's something that if you'll take a moment and prepare for the obvious, such as us here in the greater Houston area, we have storms, we have hurricanes. If a hurricane through wind or rain or lightning knocks your business out, what are you going to do? Try to spend some time and pre-think through those and make a list, make a, a plan. Uh, and as Hank said in his uh, portion of the show, make it part of the strategic plan. And I love that statistic. Only 2% of the businesses have any kind of plan. Well, let me tell you something. We're getting ready in one of the CEO business roundtables that I mentor to start building plans for our members. And not one of them, not one of them had any kind of plan. So we're going to take those steps. And I encourage you to take the steps as well. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I am going to talk to you in our Did You Know segment about some of the key reasons to use processes and systems in your business. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. It's all about business on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. 
It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host. Uh, did you know, one of my favorite segments to uh, run from time to time, did you know that by, by putting a system or process in place in your business today, that you will make your business more effective, more efficient, and potentially easier to run? The bottom line is you can build a more successful business if you're open to systems and processes. Now, I realize every business has some kind of system or process. If you've got a cash drawer, you make up your deposit each night, that's a system. But the reality is most businesses don't systematize or develop processes. They don't do it enough in their business. And if you want to get a glimpse of what a system process really looks like, go to a McDonald's and walk up to the counter and step a little bit over typically where they hand you your food. And if you can kind of wait on your order, look at the what's going on back in the back and the window, the drive up window and how all this is moving. You don't think McDonald's, and I'm talking about the corporation, has spent time and effort into building systems and processes into that flow and teaching that franchise operator and who in turn trains his management, supervisors and employees. You never would get your food if there wasn't a process to it, or you'd wait an inordinate amount of time. And we've all been in that line for fast food where we've had to wait and wait and wait. That, my friend, is when the process or system is broken down. So take a look at your business, because without systems and processes, you've got to work more, much harder. You've got to typically work longer. And I'm talking about to you as the business, small business owner, you're going to lose potential sales and you're going to make mistakes more often. Whereas if you build a process and you build systems in so that employees, particularly new employees, this is an area that really gets me is we hire new people and we don't have anything to teach them like, here's how we do this or here's how you should do that. Uh, it's amazing. You know, I read an article some time ago in the business part of the Houston Chronicle where a young man had started a business. It was in the fitness industry and he was the largest seller of fitness equipment in the greater Houston area. That's how he built the business. And they asked him the question, what is the first thing you did when you started your business? He said, I started building a notebook that had my processes and systems in it. And it just wowed me. It really did. He says, that way as I grew, because I knew I was going to grow, I could bring new people in and I knew exactly where to take them to train them. And as then as they trained others, we all had that notebook that we shared and developed better people quicker in our business because everybody could plug into a system or process. So it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. You need to look at that business today and see if there are areas that are not systematized, where they're not processes that could make that a better business. Customer service is one of the areas that just gets me. We, we randomize customer service. The phone rings, people walk in, and whoever's available, it talks to them. And they have no background, no training, might not even have the personality to deal with a, a customer. Yet we as a small business owner have built this business. We're delivering products and services. We're busting our backsides to do it. And yet we turn a random employee, a random situation loose to deal with our customers. And inevitably what happens? A mistake, a problem. And we all know where that goes. It eats up our time. It, it can devastate in a way the day customer gets upset, they tell friends, family, and on and on. You've probably heard the stories. 
why not have a process and some training and a procedure, whatever it takes, so that people who deal with customers know what they're doing, they know what's expected of them, so that when the situation happens, it's not like, hey, where can I hide? I don't want to deal with the customer. Well, my encouragement, again, look for opportunities to put systems and processes in place in your business. Encouragement, work smarter, work faster, and make more money and more accurately fulfill your customer needs, which will lead you to a much more successful business. We're going to take our final break of the day. When we come back, I'm going to offer you my one best consult uh, tip of the week, and that is three keys to leading your business. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners, thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What you haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from seven. Until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. This is our final segment of the day where I give my one best consult tip of the week. And this week, I'm going to be talking about three keys to leading your business. But before I do that, I want to remind you that we do take email. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and I encourage it because it really helps us understand what you're thinking. So please drop us an email. If you got a comment about the show, you got a question about something we discussed, or you just got a question about your business, an email, one, the number one best consult at gmail.com. We do respond. I do respond to every email I get. So please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have a conversation via email. Three keys to leading your business. Well, leadership is a big topic in the world. It's probably next to marketing, the second largest topic of discussion by experts. There are lots of workshops, books available to study leadership. But what I'm talking about is leading your business. Okay, first assumption, you're a small business owner and you own your business and you have yourself, sole proprietor, then you add an employee, you may have five employees, 10, 20, 
100, 500, but it's your business. And as a small business leader, you own the business as well as lead it. So it's very important. Every day, you've got to recognize that you're leading your business in so many different ways. When you get up in the morning and get in the car and go to work and you walk in the door of that business or go on site uh, or visit a customer or a vendor, wherever you go, as soon as you're in front of someone, as soon as you make what I like to say is a contact, then you're leading your business and an opportunity exists for you. And you've got to be aware of that each and every minute throughout the day. And yes, I recognize it can be exhausting, but the most successful business owners I've ever met and talk with in my life are people that understood that, that every opportunity that came their way, they realized they were leading their business and had to keep their objectives in mind and carry out that. There's three basic skills, I think, or three really important skills that every business leader needs to have. First is relationship building. You've probably heard a lot of conversation about building relationships, typically focused on customers, very, very important building relationships with customers. But we have relationships with vendors. We have relationships with professionals, our attorney, our CPA. We have relationships with the employees. I happen to put a little more weight on employees than maybe even customers in certain situations because if I have built a solid, well-founded, well-educated relationship with my employees, then they will build those relationships with my customers, the kind of relationships the building is hoping to build. So you've got to keep an eye every day on building a relationship. And again, use that opportunity of the contact to build a stronger relationship with whoever you're in, in conversation with or sending an email with, in contact with. Use that to build a stronger relationship. It can be a sentence in the email. You can address the topic of the email, but always something in there encouraging a stronger relationship. Communication skills. Obviously, to be a very successful business leader, you have to have great communication skills. Every business person, owner I talk to will probably say, oh, I know how to communicate. I get it. I know how to do it. But the reality is most of them don't spend enough time developing their communication skills. Okay? It the idea here is you've got a lot of things to deal with. You've got the words you use, the tone, the body language, the visual cues. It goes on and on. To be a strong communicator, you've got to think about all those things. You know, personally, I've been accused that my tone sometimes is not what it should be. My words and the other things I'm trying to encourage, but the tone I have, maybe sometimes a little too much urgency in the tone. That's good for some situations but it's not good for every situation. So I encourage you to build and strengthen your communication skills because reality, right? The better the communicator I am, the better the relationships I can build with everyone I come in contact with throughout the business day. And finally, I wanna to touch on vision and execution. Vision, obviously the vision for the future for your business. You know, so many small business people that I talk to they open the doors, they go to work every day, they make things happen in a transactional way, but they really haven't taken time to say, this is my vision for this business. This is where I want to take this business. I'd like to see it grow, or I'm just looking at the business as a, a salary for myself. I'm in business to pay myself. Well, I would encourage those that truly believe that it's, it's a lot safer, a lot less risk to go just get a job with someone else. That way you don't have the risk and the downside that could come in owning a business. If you can't build a vision for your business, how are you really going to grow it? 
except by luck and hard work. And I'm talking about a vision that at the end of that time, at the end of the two, three, five, ten years, you can look back, look at the history, and hopefully it encourages to move forward in the business into building a new history for your business, a new vision for your business, and seizing new opportunities that come your way. And then there's that execution, because I said vision and execution. Execution, the day-to-day. Many people are pretty good, in my experience, with execution. They take an order, they fill the order, they ship the order. They greet the customer at the counter, they listen, they try to provide the customer with their systems, excuse me, services. They go out, they fix the leaky pipe, uh, fix the electrical box, whatever it is, they deliver that service. But that is not enough because execution, one of the main missing elements typically is the consistency of the execution. As you grow the business and take on more employees, that consistency has a tendency to fall off unless you, as the business leader, are dedicated to teaching, constantly teaching, and setting an example how to execute day in and day out. Setting expectations is part of execution because it is critical, very critical in today's world, more so than, in my opinion, than it was five, ten years or longer, that you execute consistently every time a transaction takes place, every time you have a contact with a prospective customer, a customer, a vendor, an employee, and even those professionals. You need to show that you're consistent, that you're there and can be counted on for your consistency. Because particularly customers today, we get used to your system, your process, we like it. And then when you drop the ball or a new employee drops the ball or an old employee drops the ball, then very quickly we turn and on you and say, gosh, you're just not doing the job. I'm going to find someone else. So again, relationship building, communication, vision and execution. These are the things I encourage you to work on as part of leading your business. Be the leader that your business needs, and I will dare say deserves, and you will build a much more successful business for you and your family. Well, thank you for listening this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Again, the podcast, videocast, will be posted on Wednesday of this week. Encourage you to read, look at some of the the program, if not all of it. And please, please, share the program with those you know that are in business. I ask you to put a note on your calendar as well for next week at 11 o'clock because we're going to continue that soup to nuts conversation with Hank Moore on the big picture of business. And there's lots and lots of good things in there for all of us. So I encourage you to tune in and thank you for joining us. And remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thanks. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.